turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Real Life Radio is sponsored by River City Community Church. Grace and peace to you and welcome to Radio for Real Life with Sean Azaro, the senior pastor of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas. Now this is a church that exists to help people just like you. Find the real life you were created for and then find it to the full. And that's what Jesus promised in John 10.10. 10. And today we begin a new series that was the first message of the new year and it's called Filled. You know, as we live in a society of stuff, but being filled is not the same thing as being satisfied. So what does God offer to help us bring us a healthy resolve to our deep longings for more? Some of those answers are in Isaiah chapter 55, and Pastor Sean has an encouraging word for you. It's time for Radio for Real Life. New Year's is an awesome time. I love this time of year because it's, it's a great time of do-overs, right? To look back, we get to look back and see how we've done last year when we get to look forward. Because bottom line, every one of us, I think, has to admit, towards the latter part of the year, you can kind of recognize, hey, on some of the things that I said were really important, I've gotten a little sloppy. And I hate that. I look back and say, gee, this latter part of the year, things I've let some things slip. You know, February through December, I really wasn't there, you know. That's how those New Year's things kind of are. And well, I mean, how many of you have made kind of New Year's commitments of some kind this year, or New Year's endeavors? Yeah, a number of you. Some of you are doing it very kind of secretly. Don't want any accountability. <laughs> yeah, I can tell some of you are here. God bless you. Way to, way to make your New Year's commitment. I'm looking forward to it, and we're going to believe you're going to be here in February, too. I'm looking forward to it. It's awesome. Lori and I have kind of set on some things we want to do. We're starting out the year trying to do some financial disciplines kind of saving for some things that we think are important, kind of planning for some things. And that's not fun because you just start to go and you start to do what you always do. Is, oh, I'll buy that. Oh, dang. No, because we've got some financial disciplines. Trying to exercise a little bit more this year. Trying to get, you know, just stay active, be a little more intentional about that. Because, you know, there's a few pounds I'd like to take off. And we all know there's only two ways for that to happen, right? I, know, I don't care what the miracle pill says it'll do. Bottom line, you either take less in, or you have to burn more, right? You got to burn more, either eat less and, and burn more or whatever. That's how you lose weight. And that's one of the things we're also trying to do is eat a little better. You know, watch what we put in because that's a big part of our health. And the bottom line is I think we will all eat something, right? Because we're hungry. There's a hunger that says, I got to eat something. And you get to decide what it is you put in. In fact, that's what we centered the idea of this series around for January. It's called Filled. And you see our logo. Isn't that nice when you're trying to eat a little better? And you see that beautiful burger. <laughs> oh, I love that burger. But you got carbs. Love those carbs. Vegetables, whatever. Uh, you got dairy. You got protein, more vegetables, more carbs. You, you watch what goes in. And here's the thing about being filled. And that's what we're going to talk about this month. Because we all get hungry and we're all going to fill and Jesus said something in Matthew 5, verse 6. He said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. It's a promise. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. So just like with food, 
you have to and you will fill with something. And we understand it's not just our stomach, like with physically, but our mind, we're going to fill our mind with something. Our heart, we're going to fill our heart with something. And Jesus is saying, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Now, I want to say we all have a hunger that we try, we work to try to satisfy. And I'm not just talking about physical hunger, but something that drives us, something that we go after. It's a hunger. We have these needs that we try to go and satisfy in different kind of areas. I think there are some different things we try to fill that kind of sense of, of hunger that is natural in us. I think power. We go after power. I can do what I want. I can do it when I want. I think the pursuit of wealth is often a reflection of this desire for hunger. Most people aren't just looking for pallets full of cash in their garage, right? Now, I know you wouldn't turn me down if I offered that to you, okay? But it's not the pallets of cash that we want. What it is, it's what, it's what it buys. And one of those things is power, freedom. I can do what I want when I want. I don't have to have these constraints. It just feels like, man, if I had a bunch of wealth, I would be free. And so a lot of people spend their life seeking power through wealth. Another security, also sometimes through wealth. Security says I'm safe, and there's so much fear in our world, so many people just terrified and frantic about security. Physical, terrorist threats, things like that, have made made us really think about how are we physically safe. But also financial security, how's my, my retirement looking, how am I for old age, all those things. Those are, those are that desire. Am I safe? Am I secure? And we try to fill that hunger by making sure we're safe. Sometimes achievement. It's that thing that drives me. I want to do that next step. I want to do that next achievement, that next level. Because that goes right to who I am and what am I worth. Those are questions. Who, I, who am I and what am I worth? How do I measure up? And so many times we, we go after things and we go, why do I care? I sacrifice so much for this achievement. And then when we get there, it's like, okay, why did I care so much? Because what you find when you get there, you're still you. Entertainment. This one's interesting because we often fill that hunger with entertainment. And, and I want to suggest entertainment is not so much a kind of filling of that hunger. It's a diversion from the hunger. You know, entertainment, it, when, when you have those areas of your life, you go, go I'm, not, I'm not where I want to be. One of the things we can do is overfill with entertainment. And I'm not anti-entertainment. Don't get me wrong, okay? I enjoy entertainment as much as the next guy. But what I am saying is it can get to excess, and what you find is I'm trying to deaden kind of that sense of I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be experiencing more. And then, and this one may be surprised to some people, religion. Religion. Is an area, and not to be confused with faith or real relationship with God, but I'm talking about all world religions recognize something's wrong and they try to offer ways for us to go through hoops to make them right. We look for meaning and purpose. Some people do it in relationships. Sometimes good relationships, sometimes not so good relationships. All kinds of ways that we try to fill this hunger. And I want to say to those who are hungry, those who will honestly pause and admit, you know what? He's right. There's a hunger. There's something I go after, something that drives me. To those who admit it, God has an invitation. I think some great news. If you have your Bibles, turn to Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah chapter 55. This is in the notes. If you have our notes app, you can go there. These pastor scripture will be there. You can, uh, if you have an electronic Bible or if you have a paper copy, whatever. But go there. I want you to see this in your own Bible. I want you to be able to go back and look at it. Isaiah chapter 55, the prophet. <clears throat> he writes 
And the Lord writes really through him. He says, come all you who are thirsty. Come to the waters. And you who have no money, come. Buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money. And without cost. And listen to what he says now. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen. Listen to me and eat what is good and you will delight in the richest affair. I love that he right up there, he kind of says, money can't do it, right? He says, come because I'm going to give you something that will absolutely satisfy the deepest thirst of your soul and it doesn't cost a dime. He says, why do you waste your money on stuff that doesn't satisfy? Anybody ever done that? Anybody ever gone and bought something or an impulse buy? You know, you just, I got to buy that, got to buy that, got to buy And then you realize, why did I buy that? That was the dumbest thing I've ever done. And you just realize, oh, that thing I had to have, that thing I actually violated some principles on, that thing I tried to hide from my spouse, whatever. And you're like, but what was the big deal? That, that's, what, that's what the writer's saying. You say, why do you spend money on that which isn't bread? It can't really feed you. It doesn't nourish you. And labor on what doesn't really satisfy. Like the guy who spent his whole life climbing that ladder and realized when he gets to the top, it's leaning against the wrong building. Like, wow, I got to the top. Why did I do that again? What was so great about that? He goes on and he says, give ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. I'll make, you, I'll make an everlasting covenant with you. My faithful love promised to David. See, I've made him a witness to the peoples, a ruler and a commander of the people. Surely you will summon nations you, not, you, you know not, and nations you do not know will come running to you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with splendor. He's saying there's this need, this thirst. We all thirst. And, and I just want to pause. Not everybody recognizes it. And this is really important. There is a thirst in every one of us. God put it there. It is intended to be filled in one way, and we try to go and fill it in every other. Now, here's the, here's the problem. When you are in the pursuit and you think that thing that you're going after is going to satisfy, it's going to do it, you don't necessarily realize that you're hungry. It's often after you've achieved a few of those things, you've gotten a few of those things, or those have proven to be, like Jeremiah said, broken wells. That can't satisfy. After that point that you go, God, I'm tired of this. If you're not yet tired and, of, of going after things that don't satisfy your thirst or that don't, quench, or don't satisfy your hunger, if you're not tired, you may listen to this and go, I'm fine. This message doesn't have much to offer that person. But for those who know there's something more, all this other stuff that I've tried, it doesn't satisfy. That's who the message is for. You who thirst, and you, you know, you know you thirst. Come. No need money. All you need is thirst. And let's take a quick minute to remind you, you're listening to Radio for Real Life with Sean Azaro, the senior pastor of River City Community Church, in this message called Filled, which is available right now on demand on the sermons page at reallife.org. Where there you can even watch a video podcast of this message and series. And if you're looking for a new church home, Here's your invitation from Pastor Sean. Do you ever look at your life and feel like you were made for something more? Jesus made a simple statement. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came to give you abundant life, real life. I talk to a lot of people, and many seem to feel like they're settling for a whole lot less. 
Hi, I'm Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church, and we are so convinced that we were made for something better. We call ourselves a church for real life. I'd like to invite you to join us for one of our weekend gatherings, which are an exciting and artistic blend of music, reflection, and practical insights, all designed to explore the life that God meant for us. River City is located a mile and a half outside of Loop 1604 on Lookout Road across from Otama Park. Service times are Saturday at 5 p.m. and Sunday at 9.30 and 11.15 a.m. River City is a church for real life, so our home on the web is reallife.org. To find out more, visit us online at reallife.org. God created you for something very special. Come find out more at River City Community Church. And now back to the message called Filled. This is Radio for Real Life. We spend money and effort trying to satisfy our thirst, but it's being offered for free. And something in us, our, our kind of, I got to pay for it, something in our human pride resists that. You know, you get what you pay for. Well, it's free. It can't be worth anything. Yeah, we, we don't understand that we're talking about something so much deeper. We're talking about a father who loves us. We're talking about something transcendent here. It's interesting, his offers to everyone. He talks, he's talking to Israel who he began his work through. But he's saying other nations will come. Any of us in here who aren't Jewish, he's talking about us. In other words, this is for everyone. It's not just for them. It's not just for one particular race. It's not one for one particular religion, one particular part of the world. It's for everyone. It's a universal offer. If you're thirsty, come. Now he goes on and he says, and now he starts to unpack to us kind of what this looks like. He says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he's near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on them and to our God and he will freely pardon. I love these verses here. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I send it. So he gives us a clue, his word. It just like nourishes and sows. And then in verse 12, he says, you will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Sounds like a Disney musical. When you get to that moment where it all turns cartoon, and it's just this, you know, and it's, oh, it's beautiful. That feeling, that moment, what, he's trying to paint a picture like that. He's saying, you need to understand something. The dark lenses that you have looked at the world through, you're going to take those off, and you're going to see something really beautiful, something amazing. Because of the satisfaction, the nourishment that I want to give you. Instead of the thorn bush will grow the juniper. Instead of briars and the myrtles will, the, the myrtle will grow. And there will be, for the Lord's renown, an everlasting sign that will endure forever. See, this is an unbelievable promise to whoever is thirsty and will come. Promise of our longings being met. Joy, peace, fruitfulness, instead of barrenness. But there is one catch, and this is what I want you to grab this morning. I want you to write it down. It's the main thing I want to say to you, and it is, it is simple, but yet profound. And it is this. The deepest longings of your heart will only be satisfied in him. The deepest longings of your heart will only be satisfied in him. 
that longing that you have for love and relationship, God gave us the gift of human relationships, but they can only go so far. There is a relational longing in you and in I that can only be satisfied in him. And if you don't, by the way, every other relationship will suffer because you'll be trying to manipulate that relationship into offering something it cannot offer. It can't give you, and you'll be stuck. If you go after an achievement, you go after a career, you go after money, whatever it is, and I'm not saying any of those things are bad things. I'm saying when they become the thing that I have to have because I just have this craving and i got to fill the craving, they become an idol and they become broken. And they are, they are, as Jeremiah said, broken wells. They promise water, but they don't have it. The deepest longings of your heart will only be satisfied in him. St. Augustine said this. He said, thou hast formed us for thyself and our hearts are restless till they find rest in thee. Thou hast formed us for thyself, and our hearts are restless till they find rest in thee. It talks about two things that, that addresses our purpose. We were made for him. We were made to have relationship with him. We were made for his glory. And in that, there is something powerful for us. That sweet spot that your spirit and your heart has always called you to, that you've said, I need to be somewhere. I'm not sure what it is. It is in him your purpose, and your place. But then also talks about our passion. Our hearts are restless till they find rest in thee. You want to satisfy your heart's desire? It is going to be found in him. And then in him, by the way, that changes everything. You will work, but you will work differently. You will use resources. You'll have money. You'll have wealth. You'll use that wealth. You'll have it, but you'll use it differently. You'll have wonderful relationships, lots of relationships, but you'll treat them differently. You'll see them differently. Because your heart has found rest in him. You remember when Jesus was taken by the Spirit in the wilderness? In fact, it's Matthew chapter 4. I want to read just those few verses. I'm just going to read the beginning part. We're told Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. It was right after his baptism. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came to him and said, If you're the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. Be like if you were fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, and we put up that image of the burger. And he says to Jesus, you can do anything. (laughs) Turn those stones there into bread. You're hungry, right? But he, Jesus, answered, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Similar to what was said in Isaiah 55. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. See, the hunger and thirst of your heart can only truly be satisfied in him. And what Jesus is not saying, he's not saying he wasn't hungry. And let me just tell you, Jesus was a regular guy with a regular body. He was starving. 40 days, no food. So the mention of bread, and he started salivating, just like you or I would. He wasn't saying food isn't critical. He wasn't saying physical hunger isn't really important and an issue. We do find life in them. You don't eat, you are going to die eventually. You will starve. But he's saying that's not all we live by. That's not the primary thing. Every bit as important is this idea that every word that comes from the mouth of God nourishes and fills in a different way. You see, one hunger, this physical hunger, leads to physical death. But there is another hunger that if we don't satisfy it in him, will lead to a death that is much darker and more eternal. 
And we need to understand that. I don't think we believe that. We act like, if we talk about, hey, we're going to go share the good news with someone. We're going to tell someone about Jesus. It's like, oh, that's wonderful. That's what we should do. We're a church. But if we say to people, well, we're going to go and feed the, feed the hungry. It's like, man, that's important work. Do you understand the value system that that kind of subtle thing? And I'm not saying it is not critically important that we are a people who feeds the hungry. That was on the heart of Jesus. It's been on the heart of his church from the very beginning. But the most important hunger that we address is that hunger for God's spirit. Lest we are walking shells, is going through life, trying to satisfy in other places, a hunger that we will never be able to satisfy anywhere else but in him. The deepest longings of your heart will only be satisfied in him. A couple things from that Isaiah 55 passage that I think are really practical and important for us. Number one, seek the Lord with all your heart. Remember what he said in, in verse 6? Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Seek the Lord. What does that mean? Seek the Lord. What does it mean if you seek anything else? Remember Jesus told a parable. He told a story. Actually, several stories. He talk, talked about a lost sheep. How the shepherd will leave the others and go find the sheep. He talked about a, a woman with a lost coin. You ever lost a hundred bucks or a few hundred bucks? How casual were you in seeking that out? You weren't real casual, were you? Everyone of your kids holding them upside down. Yo. I mean, no, you're going, and, and Jesus tells a story. This woman, he says she tears the house apart. Every corner she sweeps looking for this coin because it, it was significant. And, and then he talks about a lost son. Seeking. So w- when we talk about seeking, we're talking about something urgent. And he's saying, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Pursue him. Pursue him. Think about that. What would be different if every single day your first thought was, I am going to pursue Jesus today. I'm going to follow Jesus like Elisha knew. If he follows Elijah, when he is taken to the Lord, the anointing of God will be on him. And Elijah could not shake him. Because he knew, he believed, and I'm going to follow. I'm going to stay close. I'm going to be like your shadow. I'm afraid sometimes when we adopt this idea of being a follower of Jesus, and it is, it's one of our core disciplines, one of the things that we teach in discipleship. Follow, connect, grow, serve, share. The first, the beginning is follow Jesus. It starts by saying, I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm afraid sometimes we kind of want to pray a prayer, kind of want to settle eternal business, and then we hope Jesus will follow us. Jesus, come with me today. You know, you're kind of cool. Don't say too much. I don't want you to embarrass me or anything. But Jesus, I hope you'll follow me. Lord, come and be a part of this. Lord, will you do this for me? Lord, I need this. And it's almost like the genie in the bottle. We want to make sure the genie, we got the, we got the, the genie with us. So that if we need him, he's right there. Instead of saying, no, 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 I am going to follow him. He's the leader. He's the boss. And so today at work, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, Jesus, what do you want me to do at work? How do you want me to treat this client? How do you want me to talk to my boss? How do you want me to talk to my, my employees? How do you want me to work today, Jesus? That's seeking him, seeking him. Beginning, imagine beginning every day. Lord, it's you and me today. How do you want to lead? Jeremiah 29, 13. Now, we all know Jeremiah 29, 11. That's one of our favorite verses, right? I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, not to, uh, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. I love that verse and because it's totally true. God's desires to do that. But verse 13 is like the key. It's how it happens. Jeremiah 29, 13, he says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. 
And I think he was real intentional about saying all your heart, not half-heartedly. You will seek me and find me when you seek me half-heartedly. I don't think that would work. He's saying, I made you for a relationship with me. Your life will be found in pressing in. I have something for you that you can't even imagine. Everything else, when you've come and you've tried to satisfy it, it's felt empty. It's because you didn't first seek me. Because if you will, I will satisfy in ways that you can't even imagine. I love Hebrews 10, 19 through 22. It says, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through the flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, listen, verse 22, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. You see, what the writer's saying is that his whole sacrifice, see, We talk about the cross, we have crosses here, we wear crosses as necklaces. The whole point of it was Jesus paid our death penalty. Sin is the separation between us and God. Sin keeps us separate. Jesus paid that penalty so justice could be served and mercy could be given in one beautiful, brilliant, divine moment. And that's Pastor Sean Azaro. You've been listening to Radio for Real Life. And if you'd like to hear this full message called Filled or this whole series, it's available right now on demand at reallife.org. But of course, you're invited to visit and join us at River City Community Church, located on Lookout Road right behind Rotama Park, with service times on Saturday nights at 5, Sunday mornings at 9.30 and 11.15. If you'd like to call the church, the number is 210-490-5262, as Radio for Real Life is a service of River City Community Church, and we hope you join us again next time for more Real Life. Do you ever look at your life and feel like you were made for something more? Jesus made a simple statement. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came to give you abundant life, real life. I talk to a lot of people, and many seem to feel like they're settling for a whole lot less. Hi, I'm Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church, and we are so convinced that we were made for something better. We call ourselves a church for real life. I'd like to invite you to join us for one of our weekend gatherings, which are an exciting and artistic blend of music, reflection, and practical insights, all designed to explore the life that God meant for us. River City is located a mile and a half outside of Loop 1604 on Lookout Road across from Otama Park. Service times are Saturday at 5 p.m. and Sunday at 9.30 and 11.15 a.m. River City is a church for real life, so our home on the web is reallife.org. To find out more, visit us online at reallife.org. God created you for something very special. Come find out more at River City Community Church.